You're listening to Stepping Stones of Faith. I'm Pastor Josh. I would like to invite you to embark with me on a journey, a journey of biblical study. Through practical application of the Word of God, it is my prayer that you grow in greater relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Please join me as we journey to the next Stepping Stone of Faith. All right, folks, let's get right into this. Hey, Stepping Stones of Faith, I'm Pastor Josh. We're going to get right into this this section of the book of Isaiah. One of the things that I love about Isaiah is this passage of Scripture that I find to be very, very good, and I find to be one of those things that causes us to think about our life and things that we do and and who Jesus is to us. You know, it uh we we tend to th- to focus on ourselves and we focus on the things that we're going through and focus on the things that we're doing, but we, we don't ever think about, at least me anyway, don't ever think about what Jesus went through and what Jesus did. And so I want to take just a moment of your time and I want to look at the book of Isaiah chapter six. And it's just basically just a a few things and of how Jesus, what Jesus and who Jesus really is uh, in, in, in the realm of eternity, in the realm of, uh, of God, in the realm of, of heaven, uh, who he is, what he gave up to be our Lord and Savior, what he gave up, what he... Um, just, just, just to show a picture, I guess, of that love that Jesus gave to us. Now, go with me, if you will. The book of Isaiah, chapter six, starting in verse one. And then we're going to do two, two, two videos of these, two videos and two podcast episodes of this. One, this one will be talking about who Jesus is, what, you know, what he gave up who he is in heaven and, and all those things. And then we're going to look in the second episode, the second video, the second episode, we're going to be looking at, uh, our response to that. Okay. So go with me, if you will, to Isaiah chapter six, verse one, Isaiah six, one, it says in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the, on a throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. One cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The posts of the door moved at the voice of him who cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Now, this is our section of scripture for today. Think about that for a moment. He saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up. So think about in your, uh, in our life, in our, in our culture today, the thing that I think about when someone's sitting on a throne is, is at the Lincoln, I believe it's the Lincoln Monument or, or in Springfield, Illinois, I think they call it the Lincoln Monument. Anyway, they have, Lincoln sitting in a chair and he's on like on a, th- like on a throne of, of sorts. And they've got him kind of like elevated and he's, you know, up there and, and he's 
sitting as though uh, being proud of, you know, and everything. So in the kind of the same way, we see the Lord high, sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. Now, I heard a sermon once here recently, and, and this plays into his train. His train filled the temple. And the interesting thing about that is that in, I believe, now the sermon, now don't quote me on this, don't, don't, uh, if I, if I get this wrong, understand that, that I'm going from memory. I didn't really do the research to find this, but a train, a wedding dress train, uh, the length of the train, the, the, the elegance of the train, uh, denotes, uh, royalty. Okay. And so, or at least it denotes some sort of, uh, elegance and things like that. And I believe, I believe it was one of the Queens of England had a train that w- went from the altar to the door of the, of the, of Westminster Abbey, I believe. Now, like I said, I didn't do that. I didn't do the research, but I, I heard it in a sermon hearing bits and pieces. So if I get it wrong, uh, you'll have to just correct me in the comments or, or, or whatever. But the train is the, the significance of royalty, significance of, of elegance, the significance of all those things. And the train of the Lord not only went from the alt, from the throne to the door, but it filled the whole temple. So we're saying here that Jesus, his royalty, his deity, his, his elegance, all of those things is beyond, beyond comprehension. Okay. His train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. And with two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. He's covering his face. God, God, Jesus Christ is so lovely. He's so elegant. He's so that we, that we, we cannot look upon him. He's so beautiful. He's so lovely. He's so that, that we cannot comprehend his beauty. Therefore, we cannot look upon him. And they cover his feet. They covered their feet. In other words, for me, I see this to be, and this is just my opinion, but I see this to be that they covered their feet because their, their, their feet, you know, you know, in, in the New Testament times, when men walked from place to place, they didn't, they had sandals and they had, some people had sandals, some people's didn't, and their feet were dirty and they had to be clean. So they they covered their feet because their feet was not clean. They were, or, or we could also say they were not worthy to stand before the Lord. Okay. We could say that as well. We could say that they were not worthy to stand before the Lord. And with two, they flew. With two wings they flew because they're seraphim, so that was, they flew. Now, one cried to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. You know, that is so important to understand. That holy is God. God is holy. Holy, holy, holy. The Lord, Jesus Christ, he is holy. 
He is holy. We're not holy. We're not holy in and of our own right, but Jesus Christ in and in of his own right is holy. He is holy. The whole earth is full of his glory. Creation speaks of the glory of Jesus Christ. Creation speaks of the glory of the Holy Spirit. Creation speaks of the glory of God. If you walk around in the springtime, even in the wintertime, it's winter right now. Even in the wintertime, the springtime, summertime, and you see things growing, you see you see flowers and you see um, uh, things growing, things flying around, bees buzzing in the flowers and different kinds of species of flowers. And maybe even, listen, weeds are there, even in the weeds. The whole earth speaks of his glory, life, the seasons of the earth speak of his glory, speak of his glory. Everything the earth does speaks of the glory of God. The Bible says that if we do not, if we do not sing praises to God, if we do not praise God, the rocks will cry out. The rocks will sing praises to God, even if we won't, because that's the way it is. That's how it works. Because the whole earth is full of his glory. Now, here's the power of God, the majesty of God. In verse 4, the posts of the door moved at the voice of him who cried, and the house was filled with smoke. When the voice of God makes itself known, when God speaks, things happen. When God speaks his will into our life when God's now now God could God could definitely in this moment in time God could speak audibly to you and I God could do that that's not out of, not out of the realm of possibility whatsoever God could speak his to us audibly and the 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 voice of God would cause things to happen. You look at the Old Testament, you look at the times when God was speaking to Moses on Mount Moriah and all they saw was lightning, all the people saw on, down at the bottom were lightning and heard thunder and things were moving, things were happening when God's voice is made known. And even in our life, you know, God speaks into our life and even though it might be just speaking to our heart or speaking into a situation, uh, Within the still small voice, when God speaks, things happen. When God speaks, things are moved. Because that's the power of God. That's the power of God. When God speaks, things happen. When God speaks, things happen. We need to understand that. We need to, to get to the place of understanding that. And the house was filled with smoke. The majesty of God just fills the place. You know, we used to say, we used to say, uh, this was, you know, the, the term holy smoke. Well, that's where this came from. This was holy smoke. But, you know, it was, it was God. It was the majesty of God, the very presence of God in the smoke. Jesus was there, God was there, but the whole house was filled 
might we say the pres with the presence of God in that smoke. You know, and it was so thick. The presence of God was so thick that Isaiah could see it. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt God's presence so much that you almost could could almost see it? I've been I've been in, in situations with God where I felt the presence of God so strongly, not to where I could swear I saw the presence of God, but so strongly that that if I didn't know any better, if God made himself known anything any more, I would see his presence. But I can feel his presence. This was so so uh, marvelous that Isaiah even Isaiah saw the presence of God manifest in the smoke. That's how thick and how much the presence of God was there. And you know, and and we can have this today. We can have this kind of thing today. We can we can desire. We should be desiring anyway. We should be desiring the presence of God in a real and in marvelous way. We should be. That's what God would want us to do. That's what God would desire from for us to do. So as we look at this, there are some things we want to ask ourselves and some things we want to we want to to turn the mirror upon ourselves and say, Am I do I do this? Okay. Do we see God? Do we see Jesus Christ as what Isaiah describes in our life. He is holy. Do we, do we view him as holy? Do we view him as one who, who loves us? One who desires to touch the, the very presence of our lives? The one who desires to put his imprint on our heart? Do we see him that way? And in thinking that way, do we see him in this idea, in this understanding that he is holy? He is more than just a mortal man. He's the very son of God. He is fully and fully God and he was fully man, but he was God and he was holy and he was do we do we see him as that? Do we view him as that? The seraphim did. The seraphim hid their face from him because he was so glorious. He was so beautiful. He was so marvelous. He was so majestic that they couldn't look upon him. That's so that's that's the Lord that we serve and ultimately is on our side as people. It's wonderful. Wonderful to see and wonderful to understand. So Think about that this week. Think about the wonderfulness of God, the greatness of God in that kind of situation. How God loves you. How God desires to have relationship with you. And He is the God who is marvelous. The greatest God ever to walk the face of the earth. God is great, my friends. God is wonderful. So let me go ahead and pray with you for a moment, and then we will end this podcast. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this wonderful uh, look into your word. I pray that you would bless this time, bless this word, that we would understand and grow in grace and knowledge of you. 
And Lord, touch us and bless us by your spirit. And we give you praise and thanksgiving in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God be with you. We will see you next time. Until next time, this is Pastor Josh. God bless.